PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. It's a lonely place When you find out the ops ain't the only snakes And your spouse only know what you don't erase The world only know you by your worst mistakes So spaz on the ass, that's the only way Smash on the gas down Stony A Crash and come back with a swollen face And when I'm on my way, X hold again Oh yeah, cause your volume's turned all the way down My volume's turned down, that's why I can't hear anything that would make sense. You ask why we're here. Why are we here? What are we, we are here to give thanks. Give thanks to our patrons. Thank you to the Canonical Five. How's it going, Peter the First? Gabe the Great. Thank you, Drew. For you. Thank you, <laughs> number two. Scott the Spot. Who just finished his Crespo Hundo. Oh, congratulations, Scott. With... The Godfather, yes, Ooh, fantastic choice. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, might as well. It's what I what. It's it's, the, it's, a, it's a great number. 100. It's just it's like hundo. for me, Casablanca. I've seen chunks and pieces, but never saw the whole thing. It was his first time watching. It. That's awesome. Uh, what are we at, Drew? Putting our fingers off. Yeah, I know you're scared for a second. I got all of a sudden start from the beginning. Uh-huh. You know what? Let's just start from the beginning. Peter the first. Peter <laughs> great. It's got the spot. Carmella, cram it in the air. The Carmella Mix Show. I love that guy up in Gville. Yeah. Uh, someone's got to do it. Nah, me. And then, of course, number five, the man, the myth, the legend from L.A., the one and only Ron, the wonderful, the salacious, the sexy, the thick, the daddy. What else can we throw on there? Bat. <laughs> <laughs> number six, the first lady. Oh, and I got ice on Sorry about that. Number six, First Lady Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. We appreciate it. She's on. She's plowing through her undo at like 110, 115 right now. She's, she's doing great. Uh, and then the second lady, my mother. Oh, you don't have all. My mom will be bringing her up in a second, actually. Drew. Okay. <coughs> Rounded it out. We got El Ray, the king, Leon Rivera. Uh, he's just a low EPA, but we still appreciate it. Anyway, sir, thank you so much. You are we fantastic. We appreciate all of it. We appreciate all of it, as was Swervy Jones and uh, Trey representing Cooking Up Comedy. People, check out the Swervy Jones family. They're great. Uh, Drew. Chris. I mentioned my mom. To Madre. Oh, really? <laughs> so my mom got oh, you. Oh, man. Everybody's parents. So here you go. Everybody's things. parents, Chris. Everyone. Well, we uh, Matt, Matt's mom. There you go. Got, you got, got me stuff. Um, when Matt came back from uh, Venice, mm-hmm. he had a card from his parents. A car? A card. Oh, okay. With his par- from his parents. That's nice. That's sweet. There was cash in there. Oh, well, that's old. I'm, I'm not sure if Matt knows about that. We'll let's see. Matt what you got? Cash. You got a... Uh... I got some pistachios All because right. they're fucking delicious. Pistachios. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Pistachios are delicious. And that's good. I've, I've actually... There was a bag at my house that Matt bought a couple weeks ago when I've been eating on them. Oh, yeah. It was my turn to buy a bag, and now I don't have to. Now, now, you, now you can replenish. 
And also, I got a Gillette Mach 3 Turbo Shave. All pin. right. Well, you do shave. I do. So I do. No, yes. I, I I both eat like pistachios and and shave and shave because I am an, an mammal. You have facial hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm a mammal. That, but you uh, you and trim I, it I, into a shape though. And, yes. Into a stylistic shape. I have. I have. <laughs> and so have you. Yes. <laughs> We've chosen shapes. We've chosen shapes for our facial hair. So and now I can you. keep that intact. Thank you. Chris's mom. Yeah, Chris's mom. Hey, the number seven on the list. Yeah. Uh, so now that we're up to ten, let's go ahead and b- announce. Here we go. New patrons. Burr, burr, burr. No new patrons. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We, there are ten of you, thanks. and we appreciate. We appreciate you ten as we continue all of the money that you give us. As Chris so continues to trend downward into 2019. We will put it to good work and try to recoup as many of our losses as we possibly can. Oh, we've been, yes, yes. We, will, we, are, we are putting in the good work. We are putting in hard work every episode. We will not do any, if we ever do a bonus episode that's just like, hey, how's it going? What'd you do this weekend? Oh, I'm mm. drunk. I'm putting that out for free. That's not, I'm not charging anyone for that kind of nonsense. Mm. Shouldn't even do that kind of stuff because that's not what we do. What we do is we put in the work, like Drew said. And I didn't do much this weekend anyway. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Weekends are boring. What did I do this weekend? I podcasted, and then I ate dinner with my parents. That's, <laughs> that's every weekend. The weekend. Done. That is the weekend. It has been for a while now. So, here we go. Drew. Chris. Uh, saw a story came out that made... It's 20 years old. All right, there we go. That fridge was making noise, but I shut off with the power of my mind. That was amazing. That fridge is old enough to drink the beer inside of it. It is. Delicious OBP. Shouts to OBP. I pay for that OBP. <laughs> And I'm drinking vodka. So um, the story came out and brought up other things. Maybe think, oh, this would be a fun topic. Uh, box office bombs. Okay. Movies that flop. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking financially. Yes. Most of the movies we're going to be talking about are going to end up being turds mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be some that are good. Yeah. Uh, that but, lost money. But I didn't want to just do box office bombs like in general mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I wanted to be a little more focused. Mm-hmm. So I did a little researching and I found what I think is the best rundown of the top 10 uh, box office bombs of 2018. Okay. Uh, now, this rundown notes part of the reason why even these articles even come out. Welcome to Marwin. Mm, yeah. Oof, oof. I mean, it didn't. Ma- it, it was not reviewed well. Uh, from w- it's only been out a couple weeks. I don't think it's made very much money at all, and it probably cost a buttload because the names in that all carry a little bit of weight. Steve Carell, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. If you look at his box office mojo from uh, from the beginning, he his movies were making reasonable amounts of money to start with then he hit back to the future then it, then he was like forget about it I'm, I'm making all these 90s movies uh, Forrest Gump yep. uh, uh, Castaway in 2003 yep. he, he makes movies that make tons of money uh, his star has faded though a little bit even movies that make that seem moderate mm-hmm. like uh, Beowulf yeah. still made I think close to 100 million dollars domestic I mean it, that, that movie was just fun to watch it was fun to watch but it's also uh, you know a I mean, how old is that poem? That story? How oh, old is the story? Of Bay- I mean, one of the oldest the, is reasonable. I was about to say, yeah, it, it is one of the oldest epic poem. I mean, before, before it was written down, it was oral tradition for not exactly however long. But what I'm saying is not exactly like um, hot, fresh IP. You know, no, no one's so no one's clamoring for Beowulf. No. Uh, he still pushed that to almost hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, well, but, I mean, that's what happens when you have a CG Angelina Jolie monster thing. It helped. She was cool. She was cool. Um, we had the walk, 
the dramatic telling of the um, uh, high wire artist, that French oh, guy, the Man on Man Wire on documentary. Man on Wire was a better movie. It's a better movie already. The best parts of Robert Zemeckis' The Walk, besides for the actual the 3D walk, yeah. the best parts are the scenes are just recreating the stuff that they're talking about in the documentary. Yeah. Documentary is better. Documentary is amazing. Documentary is better. That movie made maybe... Forty million. Flight did okay. Flight was his last movie oh, that did all okay. right, and that's the power of Denzel Washington. Yeah. The Walk didn't do very good. Allied did, eh. mm, yeah, weird. only about forty million total. Yeah, but it was, it was an okay movie. The problem with Allied is it's a it's a downer. When, okay. the, when the movie's over, it's a bummer. Okay. It's like oh, no. I sat through this whole thing for yeah. uh, that was that was not fun. And um, now Welcome to Marwin comes out. And it's $2.4 million opening weekend. It's pretty much his lowest opening weekend of his career. And for Steve Carell, it's his lowest opening weekend, or one of his lowest opening weekends, uh, in a career that includes some huge movies. And some pretty awful ones. uh, Evan Almighty, historic (laughs) historic money loser, uh, but did not make this top 10. Well, we're doing top 10 2018. Mm. All right, so I was trying to look for a top 10, top 20 all-time list, and what constitutes a box office flop? It changes from person to person. There's and no, from like, time to time as from, well. Yeah, there's inflation and stuff like that, and someone was trying to uh, well, I mean, work and, inflation into their and thing. New, and, and new par levels movie. are set every time. You know, for, yes. for the longest time, no, but no movie made a billion dollars until one did. Yeah, right. and, and it changed the fucking game. And now this year, four movies hit a billion dollars. That's I what believe. I'm saying. I mean, yes. for, mm-hmm. for the longest time, you know, Opening to a hundred million was the top of it. Yes, like you weren't going to make more than a hundred million dollars. Yes, and now if you don't make a hundred million dollars, like oh you're a failure. There will be articles that come out saying you're a fucking flop. Like you flopped it. You flopped it up. <laughs> so to be so, fair, so so that made it harder to, to pick a good oh. list. So then that's part of why I picked this one because the numbers are pretty like oh yeah that's that is floppish. Mm-hmm. So when, even with Welcome to Marwin, it maybe we'll end up making total. Ten million dollars worldwide oh, box office. How much did it uh, on, a, cost, on a budget of forty million? I was about to say it must have cost a decent amount of money. So now the rule of thumb mm-hmm. is you take a movie's budget and you double it yeah. for marketing. Well, I mean for the persistent marketing that you see on the big movies. Yeah, and Welcome Marwin has got to the marketing. Good, holy crap! So it probably cost them more than forty to market it, maybe oh, fifty or sixty. Yeah, and this movie is not going to make shit. So you can figure there hundred hundred million all in, it may make ten million. Well, I mean, who was the production company behind it? Ah, that's a great question. That was actually uh, Universal Studios. Okay, who they're suffering back to back flops. Like on top of each other, because yeah. they are also mostly responsible for Mortal Engines. Uh, mm. uh, Mortal Engines has grossed so far fifty-four million dollars worldwide, and it cost them how much? About one hundred twenty-five. I was about million. to say that's. I, I guarantee you, those Peter Jackson all wet works, and that shit. Does it, not it is wet. So that actually makes it cheaper for him because it's his own company. Yeah. He's keeping it in house as opposed to outsourcing it. He can set his own price essentially. Um, he also didn't direct it because he was busy doing that 3D um, World War One documentary, uh, which I actually want to see. Looks fantastic. <laughs> like that looks, looks. That is a Peter Jackson I want. Not this yeah. Mortal Engines bullshit. Yeah, it looks hugely compelling. Mortal Engines. Well, Mortal Engines is directed by one of his like ads from the Hobbit movies. Okay, so it's just a. Uh, a Jackson acolyte someone that does what he says yeah that's all that is so they Universal released those two movies this year um, Welcome to Marwin has the for a wide release movie has the 
tied opening weekend worst weekend with uh, Action Point that Johnny Knoxville movie oh yeah wow. so that's, well uh, I mean and in all reality like as much as I kind of wanted to see Welcome to Marwin for the animation mm-hmm. once it got more than like two trailers in and you actually find out what the movie is about like total bummer like I don't want to watch this story and like I, the trailer was enough mm-hmm. I get the movie thank mm-hmm. you very much and it's another case where uh, just watch a documentary Marwin Cole is a documentary that came out a few years ago about this exact dude the, the, just, just watch that yeah. it's probably a lot better just watch it's award it's award <laughs> winning, award winning. Which, is, which is why Zemeckis <laughs> tried to make it into a feature why Zemeckis why are you just trying to make it it's two now yeah. two strikes and you're out Zemeckis don't do it again we're done with that um that being said, don't cry for me, Argentina for Universal. They kind of they offset some of their costs on uh, Welcome to Marwin anyway with another financer. They have studios often partner with financers where uh, they get like first dibs on a lot of projects that the studios are working on, mm-hmm. and by doing so, they put money in. And then they can get there when you see Universal. Then after that, it's just like uh, like van- true vantage productions. Mm-hmm. Like who the fuck are these people? Plan B. Plan B. That's uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> no, exactly. exactly. So, some of the names and I've come to find. You know exactly yeah. who it is. And Plan B, you will never see a movie that's just Plan B. No. Unless it's like a $5 million Aronofsky. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I was about to maybe, say. Maybe. No. Even then. Or, Who's distributing? Paramount. Or if Brad wants to get behind the director's chair himself. I mean, find his I own movie. If he has aspirations. I, I would think by this point no, he would have done it by no, now. No, exactly. You know? Did Robert Redford ever direct? I don't think he did. Brad Pitt has always saw himself as a, a more of a Robert. Redford. He he he, um, he he's tried to emulate Redford throughout, yeah. throughout his career. Well, then he he might end up producing and Pro- starring in his own pro- movies, continuing to produce and and, yeah. and star but not direct. Yeah. I can see that. As opposed to his buddy Clooney over here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, don't cry for me, Argentina and Universal as well. They also produce. They have the Grinches out right now, uh, make, making like two hundred and fifty million dollars, I think, and, and, domestic. Well, it, dude, the movie's been in theaters since since the beginning of November. No, since like two weeks really? before November. Remember when Edgy was here and he was like, "Why are they releasing this movie so early? They're fucking <laughs> up." We're like, "I don't this know. This is why. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to get ahead of everything. Yeah. Maybe this well, will work. Not only get ahead, but stay in the whole yeah. time." Yeah, two hundred and fifty million dollars later. I mean, yeah, it's uh, still in the top ten this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Universal still has that. They produced Halloween with, uh, with Blumhouse, bunch of money, and then they produced. Uh, I can't forget, even though it wasn't very good, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Well, I mean, I guess in the end, as a whole, they have probably more than profited. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. You know. It's uh, I posted this in the Facebook group today. Uh, worldwide box office set a record. Set a record in 2017, broken in 2018. Something stupid like. Well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, forty billion dollars or something. The no. fact that there is a thriving Chinese market now kind of fucking changes everything. Uh, a, a Chinese market that had stalled out for a couple of years there, interestingly, um, because the Chinese economy itself stalled out. Uh, was uh, just got sluggish. It slowed down quite a bit. Um, but for some reason this year, uh, especially recently, a couple of movies have hit really hard over there and have made more than 
their fair share of, of money. Um, and that's another thing. Like some other lists I've seen for box office bombs of 2018, they were talking about, oh, yeah, this movie did terrible. But then, oh, you know what? Like one list had Skyscraper, Dwayne Johnson's mm-hmm. squ- Skyscraper, because it only made like 50-something million dollars here, something like that on a budget of 100-something. Yeah, yeah. But then it notes itself in the article. Oh, but then it also made $250 million, or it made $150 million internationally, so it's at 250 worldwide. So it actually made its money back. So, so, so it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's not a flop. So it's not a flop. <laughs> Gotta look at the numbers. I had to sift through some garbage. You gotta look at the numbers. Some real shit. Some real clickbaity shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, welcome to the um, internet, the the media (laughs) world we live in. Uh, This is this is how the majority of people wish to consume their media. So this is what we got. This This is the way it is. That's just the way it is. Do 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 do. Some things will never change. Um. Yeah, I posted this article where in all 53 movies this year finished with more than $100 million in global box office. Wow. Four titles hit $1 billion. Uh, two, three of them were Disney. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, and Incredibles 2 made $1.24 billion, Drew. Yeah. Uh, Venom, fifth worldwide. Drew, eight hundred fifty-five million dollars. Drew's eyes, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this, but his eyes popped out of the head. His head, they're rolling around on the floor. He's screaming in pain because his eyeballs are rolling around. Let me, oh. let me pick these up for you. Here, oh, dude, are you fucking serious? New eyeballs, really? There you go. Now you can see. Really, eight hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> fucking Christ. That's a Suicide Squad territory, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, you know what? These I, bad I, movies. Suicide Squad was somehow better. You think so? I do. As I, a whole. I think Venom is better just because it's more focused. I mean, it's more focused, but I'll tell you what. There, there were more times during Suicide Squad where I thought, oh, that's cool, than I did in Venom. Fair enough. But there is no character or actor pairing in Suicide Squad that I enjoyed as much as the second act of Tom Hardy. And a suit. And and the symbiote like coming together, him figuring things out, him just being weird and bonkers. That middle, the middle act of Venom saves the movie. <laughs> it saves the movie because uh, the first act is boring because the there is no act, Venom. Yeah, and the third act is dumb because it's just a rap. The the ven- extra Venoms. Yeah. Everyone's a Venom now. Yeah. And yeah. after she Venom, sexy Venom was cool. After sexy Venom kisses Tom Hardy, it's a trans. That, that yeah. very weird the moment. Tra- yeah. After the movie's downhill. <laughs> like, at that point, yeah. just shut it off. The movie has yeah. its apex. Done. And then wait for Venom, the eventual Venom 2 to come out. Uh, now we'll star Tom Hardy. That's the Will movie. they try to weave Venom into this fucking uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man? No, that's for sure happening. Someone, one of the writers said, oh yeah, they're going to meet in the future. Yeah, Whether it's to. Venom 2 or not. Uh, yeah. They're setting up the whole outside world. This is just emboldening them to explore the... Non Peter Parker universe, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is going to embolden Sony even oh, more. Oh yeah! So. Oh dude, that movie—I mean, that movie's killing it. So actually, between Venom and Into the Spider Verse, Sony has—they've on their own, without the aid of Disney Marvel, have revitalized their own Spider Man franchise in a way that people didn't think was possible. Well, I mean, dude, adding Lord Miller to the mix is always a good idea, especially yes. when you're doing animated on the Spider Verse side. Absolutely, the Venom side—I think all credit I, goes I, to Tom Hardy. I do not understand how it's, the. F- Fuck, that movie made so much money. It all goes to Tom Hardy. And the theory that people are like, people who are into comic books and into Venom comic books don't like it, and the people who aren't into the comic Love books it. do like it, I present to you the case here in which Drew Sikagorn is into comic books, and mm-hmm. I am really not. Mm-hmm. And we both have the same opinion. 
<laughs> so. Um, Paramount Mission Possible Fallout 791 million mm-hmm. congratulations Tom Cruise uh, Fox's Deadpool 2 a good uh, uh, non-Marvel comic book movie 735 million nice. so not as much as the first one yeah. but still right around the same neighborhood and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is pro- proven to be very successful well I mean I mean, it's still in theaters Chris it's still playing at the Regal it's still playing no. and it is currently 668 million worldwide god damn so, uh, pretty nuts. A Quiet Place is one of the most profitable films of the year, Drew. Well, dude, that movie cost nothing to make. 17 million. They didn't fucking. 17 I mean, million. Uh, 16 million of that went to Krasinski like, and Blunt's budget. I was uh, say, production. Uh, hair and makeup budget. Yeah, I, I mean, fucking. It's like really <clears throat> Jim with a beard. I mean, I know it's Emily Blunt, but Jim with a beard. It's Jim with a beard. <laughs> Jim with a beard directed, wrote and directed, made $340 million worldwide. Yeah. So that's pretty much. The year's most financially successful. Yeah, and I'm sure given Mr. Krasinski the green light to do whatever the fuck he wants to next. So putting that in... Oh, yeah, exactly. Which is he's producing and writing A Quiet Place 2. Probably won't direct it because he's going to want to do something else. Mm. Uh, He's going to want to pull Jordan Peele and get his... Get his us out there because us yeah. looks so weird. It's Dude, not, it looks crazy. I'm saying it right here. I'm gonna have to re say it on the on the normal show so that everyone can hear it. So it's really on the record, but mm-hmm. our listeners, our members, get to hear it first. Um, that movie will not be as well received as Get Out. As Get Out, uh, and, and it won't make unless, as much money unless there is some weird twist in there that they're not showing in the promotion. Not, not a weird twist. Um, toned that the tone of Get Out. At the end of the movie, it was like a crazy Twilight Zone episode yeah. that ended positively. <laughs> and they tested a, a downer ending that they were like, oh no, this, this, this is leaving audiences way too bummed out. And mm. they redid the ending to have a positive ending. So it, it's like a, a Twilight Zone. Mm. This looks like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. It looks and, not, like, and not like no. a fun one, like it. Like it's, it, looks no, like, it, it looks like a hereditary type it, of movie. Exactly, yes. Looks like a hereditary yes, type it does. movie. No one walks out of hereditary and be like, that, wow, I felt so good. No, I mean, people, I, I, def- I, I didn't know. feel good coming out of Hereditary, but I definitely had a smile on my face. Man. <laughs> That's how I felt walking out of Suspiria. I was like, this movie was so like, bonkers. What the fuck was that? This movie was bonkers. How come no one's seeing this? <laughs> I'm so mad no one saw it. I know. Uh, Bill called it the, 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 it was his favorite rom-com of the year. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so let's talk about the top 10 box office bombs and I'll give credit to where credit is due this is from The Wrap uh, The Wrap's been around forever and uh, I mean forever in internet terms uh, Jeremy Fuster like two days Jeremy Fuster yeah, a couple years a few years and this came out uh, a couple weeks ago so that's why it doesn't take into account Mortal Engines or Welcome to Marwin but here we go uh, this one only got press drew because it actually set a record for the Second worst box office debut of all time. It only made uh, in six only six hundred theaters. To be fair, one hundred sixty thousand dollars opening weekend, which gave it a per screen average of. That means every time this theater showed, uh, no, throughout the day for every every screen that was on throughout the day, it made two hundred and sixty two dollars. <sighs> Uh, that opening weekend it's a movie called London Fields starring Amber Heard uh, that yes Drew I know confused look no one's heard of this movie outside of the fact that uh, on an 8 million dollar budget it grossed 295,000 dollars wow 
That's a that's a for sure money loser. It's it's an adaptation of a book, a noir book that's a itself okay. is very popular, literary, whatever, what have you. Um, but it was uh, got tied up in some lawsuits and stuff, and oh. it got no marketing, and it just got dumped in theaters. It was like a contractual obligation release. Oh. London feels, and it did very poorly, and then also no one liked it. No, oh, there we go. So that doesn't help. Now uh, here's one that. Uh, $20 million opening weekend. It was Disney's worst opening weekend since Steven Spielberg's The BFG. Did you ever, mm, did you ever see that one? No. Exactly. Brick Friendly Giant. Yeah, no. Uh, no. It's okay. I mean, I get it's, it. It was, uh, what, what, it was Mark Rylander? Was that his Rylance. name? Rylance. Sir. Ooh, excuse me, Sir. Sir Mark, Mark Rylance. Yes. He's been knighted? He has been okay. knighted. Yes, he has been knighted, Sir Mark Rylance. Uh, as, as the, the voice, as the yeah. well, I think he did well, some motion capture too. Yeah, some motion, and the uh, some of the effects work in that movie is pretty astounding. Like like modern day, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, she's interacting with large props, yeah. but then it's also a CG monster comes in and picks up the prop. You're like, whoa, that was uh, smooth. It's <laughs> <laughs> fascinating. Uh, the story itself is weird. It, it involves the BFG meeting the queen and sitting down to have a meal with her in the palace. <laughs> What? Oh, and then and then also involves drinking a drink that induces burps. But how? So how are the kids' family totally fucked up? What happened? How is the kids' family totally fucked up? Oh, because it's Spielberg. Uh, she like lives under the stairs or something. <laughs> she's totally neglected. No, no she's an orphan. Ah, orphan. No parents at all. No Perfect. parents at all. <laughs> Perfect. That's why Spielberg is like. Yep. What kind of movie about a giant? Not interested. <laughs> but it, there's it, an orphan. It's a CG orphan. <laughs> Did you say orphan? <laughs> Can we make sure to mention that her parents are dead? Just can yeah. we be sure to yeah. mention that her parents are dead? Yes. It's got to be in the script. Okay, good, 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 good. So a uh, $20 million opening weekend for, this since the BFG, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Oh, dude, yes. that movie looked awful. Like, I don't, when, you, when you are grasping at straws so hard <laughs> that you are willing to adapt a ballet mm-hmm. into some sort of... Like Tim Burton esque, yeah. Like it felt very um, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes, and shit like that, yeah, and Alice in Wonderland, yeah, all that nonsense. Of, yeah, it's like a mixture of all of it, but holiday cheer because it's the Nutcracker. And then the trailer does nothing to tell you about what the movie's about. I still don't know what it's about. Don't care. What are the four realms? Don't give a shit. There, there are four realms. Apparently, all I know is the there's the Nutcracker Suite, right? March of yeah. the uh-huh. Toy Soldiers, or is that the other thing? What that. See, I don't even know all my old, my old time, my old, old timey Christmas. I, I don't stuff. know my old timey ballet, Chris. I don't, <laughs> and I think I've seen Nutcracker. I've seen it over many times as a child. I don't never liked it. I'm not sure if I was ever really into it. I don't think I like it. I've seen it. I don't like it. I don't mm. like the music. I recognize the music. It doesn't mean everyone recognizes the music. Everyone knows Nutcracker music. Yeah. Uh, several songs from it. Uh, it's one of those things that's so goddamn pervasive. No. And then they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, but we're going to make it a sci-fi action no, exactly. epic. Then I'm like, what, what, who? No, not interested whatsoever. So uh, it cost them 120 to make. Got it. And it grossed worldwide 150. And that was all on effects because they were all a bunch of no-name actors. A whole actor. bunch of no-name nobodies doing nothing and know-how. Uh, I remember when I'm saying budget, that's just production budget. Yeah. So tack on another whatever dollars for advertising yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, that's another thing. Hollywood math, it's funny math. It's, it's fuzzy. It's always fuzzy, funny math. So, got to take all these numbers with a grain of salt. Um, Ardman, 
Ooh, I got a phone call. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Arben. Early man. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, what? Michael Sarah and Jack Black. See, I don't even remember that. I do. That's funny. Yeah, Michael Sarah. Uh, $50 million budget. Man, this it drops hard, this list. $54 million gross worldwide. Ooh, mm. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't a good movie. Wasn't it uh, well-reviewed? I don't think so. I don't remember. Um, I think I saw it on HBO or the, something. The big problem here in America is that it was released in the United States the same weekend as Black Panther. Uh, it, yes, that totally killed your movie. Well, that, I mean, and and it's, I mean, it's kind of like just a buddy comedy, but in the Stone Age, you know? Like, and who's what? asking for that kind of stuff? Not anybody. When has there ever been a successful caveman-based movie? Flintstones? Did that make any money? I mean, that, the first one for sure made I mean, enough money that, to make a second one. That's Hanna-Barbera IP, so... That's um, the thing. But, it's, but been, that's, it's been established based on... Uh, and then Encino yes. Man. We're still talking about movies from the 90s. Yeah. These are over 20 years ago, Tristan yeah. Cogburn. Mm-hmm. And they, for some reason, keep making these caveman-based movies. Yeah. Animated and whatnot. What was that one? The Croods? Oh, Alpha. <gasps> this came in a movie. That's right. Apparently, that was reviewed very well. That was though. a good one, though. Yeah. I never saw it. I guess... I, Gotta get around and see it. Uh, oops, I accidentally closed my window and now I gotta close that. Close the windows. Tinder. Open a door. Twinder. Twinder. Twinder, yeah, I'm looking for twins. If, you're, <laughs> if you know where I can find twins, hit me up at Cinema Christmas. That's exactly what you need. You need, you need more than one woman. <laughs> nine nine problems, but uh, I'm into twins. That doesn't matter. Hi-yo. So early man, they're terrible. Uh, speaking of stop motion, another movie that's probably not gonna do well, but I wanna see. Is that stop motion one? That's the the Leica animation. You see that trailer in front of Bumblebee? What was it for? It's the the it Missing called? Link, the Missing Link movie. Oh, that looks. You know what? It looks fun. If I ever see it on a streaming service, that's, or that's how you'll watch it, or something okay. that I already subscribe to, right. I will totally check it out Fair there. Enough. There you go. Let no. it be known, producers. No. <laughs> I mean, it's got Hugh Jackman as one of the voices. He's the dude, and yeah. uh, and who's the voice? Zach, Zachary Galifianakis. There we go. Yeah, no. I mean, it looks cute. It does look cute. There's a moment in the trailer where there's something on the train. He's like, and he, as the Bigfoot or whatever, he's like, it's yeah. hot in here. And he's like, crack a window, and he, he, he smashes it. Yeah, he immediately punches the window. And just, <sighs> yeah, like that uh-huh. made me. Yeah, I was like, ha. No, actually, the, the part that made me laugh was the physical comedy when he's like, "Throw me out of the pit," and he goes to throw him, and and he hits the wall, and he face slides first down. into the wall. Yeah, that, that's some funny. The shit. thing I noticed about that trailer, I've seen this trailer twice now in theaters. Yeah. The thing I noticed about that shot is someone as he slides down, then it's a close up of his butt, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm looking at the fabric of his pants. Like, look at that fabric. Man. <laughs> They made some tiny pants for this for this puppet. I mean, these things are maybe like a foot tall, or two feet yeah. tall, but these puppets are actually pretty big considering. Uh, man, I love that stop motion stuff. That's good. The advent of 3D printing has actually made stop motion animation so easier. Easy. Yeah, not yeah. so easy. But well, no, but infinitely easier than it was, especially with the face stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, it really has been amazing. Um, now, so far, Drew, we haven't seen any of these movies. Let's let's no. talk about some box office bombs. Maybe that we have seen. Maybe we have better taste in movies than we thought. Well, we do. <laughs> no, for sure we do. But then some things can't be helped. Uh, for example, there's a movie that um, Paramount got scared mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to do well. So they dumped off uh, international distribution rights 
to uh, Netflix. So okay. it came out on Netflix internationally and then it came out in theaters here, but not in many theaters. And it got a decent ad campaign, but it still didn't make that much money. Uh, budget of $40 million, Global gross of 43 but again, Netflix. Mm. Annihilation. Oh, really? Yes, Annihilation. Mm. Drew Stokogber and starring well, Natalie Portman from the director of Ex Machina. I mean, here's the thing. With heavy science fiction, it's hit or miss. Other people, other people get what you're saying and they react well. Mm-hmm. See Ex Machina. Or mm-hmm. uh, they understand what you're doing and they're just like, yeah. See Annihilation. For some reason, we're not into it. So yeah. only made... 43 million worldwide, 32 of it came from here, mm-hmm. 10 million from China, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. That's all the markets they had, because it was Netflix otherwise. Yeah. So, that's the thing now. Well, here's the thing, uh, how much did Netflix pay to get that fucking shit? Boom! Thank you, Drew, for <laughs> asking the hard questions. That's what I'm saying. So technically, it's, Add that to the gross. So, technically, it's uh, when you're looking at box office gross versus reported budget, we're getting to that Hollywood funny math, where that makes it some sort of a bomb, but Paramount did get money from Netflix to have the rights to have it on their service. I wonder how, and however much that cost, uh, that to the fucking... Th- that should go to, to, the, the, ticker. to yeah. the ticker, so I wonder how much that is. I wonder, you know, those numbers aren't available. It's interesting how... Netflix is a publicly traded company. I mean, I'm right? sure they're available somewhere. How we go about getting them, who knows? Those numbers have to be available. They don't provide viewership numbers yeah. willingly. People, uh, data firms try to glean that information um, and with third-party. Uh, I saw this one because, true, I watch movies sometimes mm-hmm. because uh, of another podcast called How Did This Get Made? Yes. They are uh, one of the most successful podcasts on the planet. And we'll never be anywhere near as good as them. Oh, because we don't have the comedic skill. We know that's true, but we have heart? Question mark? So, (laughs) I mean, I have evidence to the contrary, but whatever. (coughs) You have a heart. It's just black and shriveled. (laughs) It's like that heart that uh, you see at the end of the vice. Uh, or like at the beginning of the Grinch. Yes. Or like, uh, yes, those two examples are fine. We don't need any more no, examples. We're good. good. So uh, how does this get made? It's a funny podcast about, if you don't know what it is, I, I don't know how you're listening to my show. You don't know about that one, but it's a podcast about uh, bad movies, ostensibly. And and, there, and it goes to the story of how it got made because sort of, some it, of this shit is fucking insane. Like they, how they, the fuck, why would anybody make this movie? Paul Shearer does add, uh, he does find details, listen to commentary tracks, and he does try to help that stuff, but it's oh. mostly them, they watch it and then and shit, and on, it. shit on it. And no. It's very, very funny. And uh, sometimes do movies that are good and then Jason Manzer gets defensive and that's very very funny mm-hmm. like they did Demolition Man and uh, uh, Con Air and he's like this movie's awesome Bloodsport he's like this movie's awesome it and, is and they'll still shit on it but then I can like yeah it's yeah. all anyway no it's a great movie I mean one of my favorite parts of Con Air is when uh, they introduce Steve Buscemi his introduction scene yes yeah yeah and then and, Con Air and, and like, his exit scene as well where <laughs> it, he he's just he's gone and so is the girl. Connor is He's a definitely se- wearing that girl's is, head through three states. Is a series of scenes that are as bad as that. No. It's just wild. It's a wild I love movie. that movie. So because they're a podcast, I watch bad movies because it makes listening to their show more enjoyable. Well, yeah, because then you then you get to share in in the hilarity because you've seen this garbage. You get so the when, jokes. when they describe something, I can yeah. picture like, oh yeah, that's right, that's actually. Yeah. And every now and then, anyway, we're not going to keep. We're, this, this is not. Let's <laughs> get made. This is about biggest box office bombs, and they rarely do new movies, but they did do a new movie this year, and one that I remember seeing the trailer. Like, I have to see this piece of shit. And then the reason why I couldn't see it, Drew, or we couldn't see it, 
We didn't see it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled it from theaters. Oh. That's how badly it did. Ugh. So, <clears throat> on a budget of $35 million, it grows $31 million worldwide. The Hurricane Heist. Ah! Yeah, I was... I was vaguely interested in watching that piece of shit movie because the trailer is so insane bonkers and the, the way they try to sell it uh like 600 million dollars at 200 miles, miles an hour it's like oh my god so uh it's terrible mm-hmm. i can confirm cool it's legitimately terrible yeah. everyone in it is Not bad yeah. is bad and there are people in it that i like like toby kebble yeah and um and Toby Kebble, he's in it. And everyone's bad. Everyone's yeah. bad. The storm has a ghost face a couple times. and a, Like a skull face, scary face. It's so stupid. Storm's not supposed to have scary faces unless this is the mummy. It's from the director of the original The Fast and the Furious, Rob Cohen, who is a director of terrible movies mm-hmm. like... Um, the Fast and the Furious. The Furious <laughs> and Hurricane Heist. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. The Mummy 3, mm. to Emperor Tomb of the Mummy Emperor Mummies. The, mem- the Mummy Emperor Tomb. What was the one with Jet Li? I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember, but that's no. what he did. That's the one with the Terracotta Warriors. Do you remember, Drew, after Jamie Foxx uh, starred and succeeded in Always with Ray? Yes. His Oscar Slew follow-up it. was Stealth. <sighs> the uh, automated yes. drone AI movie that goes... Well, that, was, that was him, Jessica Biel, and... S- Someone else. <laughs> no AI plane. This is from 2005. It was like Flight of the Navigator, but for bad with a bad uh, guy. Oh, uh, you'll never, <laughs> you'll never remember this mediocre mm-hmm. white guy. This is a guy who, the day Bradley Cooper hit it, mm-hmm. he was like, "Fuck, I'm fucked <laughs> for the rest of my career unless I have some sort of facial scarring issue." Mm-hmm. Josh Lucas. Ooh. Ha! If I show you a movie, like, oh, okay, uh-huh, Josh okay. Lucas. Yeah. Oh, 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 you mean Bobo uh, Bradley Cooper? Oh, you mean not quite Luke Wilson? You mean, oh, almost <laughs> oh, man. Noah? He, he's uh, almost Noah? a lot of people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's fucking generic white guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean not quite Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean uh, not, pre, pre-fat Chris Pratt? You Not even Liam Hemsworth? <laughs> not even Liam. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And the thing is, he's a fine actor. He's good. Sure I saw is. this movie a couple years ago at the Florida Film Festival. Oh, what was it called? It's a movie where he's an alcoholic who's in recovery, and he's uh, fixing a boat. The whole movie, he's just fixing a boat, and the weather is shit. That's it. And he's, like, sad about stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie, mm-hmm. and he was good in it. Josh Lucas, and the whole time, I'm, like, watching this movie, watching him, I'm like, man, he hates Bradley Cooper so much. <laughs> he hates Bradley so much. He hates him so much. It's like, who's this other guy um, from the 90s? Oh. This guy who was almost Wolverine. It was it came down to him and Hugh Jackman, and uh, and that's why I can say it came down to some guy in Hugh Jackman because <laughs> he, he didn't get it. Yeah, he didn't get Wolverine. Yeah. He could have been that guy. Yeah. Hugh Jackman could have been some guy. Yeah, some Australian fella. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's some Australian guy. Some song and dance man. Uh, who was uh yeah, the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon, Alex Cross. You ever see that one with uh, uh Tyler Perry as? Um, no, the character played by Morgan Freeman in yes. those '90s movies. No, terrible, terrible movie. Um, Rob Matthew Fox played the bad guy in that, and no one's seen Matthew Fox ever again. <laughs> God, Gonzo, Gonzo, Bonzo. I actually like Matthew Fox as Racer X and and Speed Racer. Yeah, but 
Um, all right, Rob Cohen. Here we go. I'm gonna go back to the beginning, the '80s. No one gives a shit. He did a few episodes of Miami Vice in the mm-hmm. '80s. Uh, some TV, 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 TV. Comes season TV in the '80s and '90s. All right, yeah. his first movie is his best movie. Uh, probably Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Oh yeah, not bad. Not bad. '93. Uh, Dragon Heart. You ever see that one? Which one's that? It's the uh, Sean Connery Dragon movie. Right? Oh, I think so. Yeah, Sean Connery is the voice of a dragon. I think I saw that one. Yes. With uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it's like almost a family movie. Almost. It's almost a good movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his films are almost a good movie. Uh, so he did a Stallone movie in the 90s called Daylight, which is the one where um, a uh, a city, a tunnel underwater between like a New York tunnel collapses with people inside and Stallone's in there or he gets in there and he tries to help people get out. Mm. You don't remember that one? No. Uh Terrible movie, The Skulls in two thousand. Oh yeah, with with a bunch of uh, teenage actors of the Joshua time. Jackson, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, yes. They're uh, in some sort of like, fraternity. Frat. Yes, precisely. Uh, the Fast and the Furious, Triple X started both of those franchises. Um, like him and Vin Diesel must be very good friends. He did a couple of rom. He must be. He did a couple of rom sign videos. Stealth, the terrible. The mummy, mm-hmm. the terrible. Mm-hmm. Alex Cross, the terrible. Mm-hmm. And yet, for some reason, Drew this he still guy gets work. keeps continuing work. So he follows up with the boy next door. Remember mm-hmm. that one? That's the one where Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. is the teacher, and, and, and she lets and, the eighteen year old next door eat him, eat her out. Yeah. Uh, and then he becomes a psycho. Mm-hmm. Is a reverse fatal attraction. Yeah. Follow that up with Hurricane Heist. Mm. He has. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six of Well, I mean, it, it sounds... Projects in development. It sounds like he is, like, the bottom of the barrel guy. Like, when nobody else will be your director, fuck, can we call so-and-so? He knows how to do this shit, right? He knows how to order cameras. Yeah. I mean, he is terrible. But he continues to get work. So, The Hurricane Heist is his movie. It's shit. I do not recommend watching even on a fun campy level. Right. Seriously, that's how bad it is. All right. Heard that. Uh, was that my phone? Yes, that was my was phone. Your phone. I don't know. Someone uh, calling you again? No, no, no. That was a uh, uh, Facebook alert. Facebook trying to suck me back into their algorithm. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll dive into it later. Death Wish. The re- oh, the, the mm. remake with fucking... What's his face? Bruce Willie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie was actually supposed to come out in 2017. November 2017. Um, but it got pushed. Oh, because of gun violence, I'm sure. True. You're so astute. Mm -hmm. PC culture. Uh, Well, I mean, would you release Death Wish right after the Las Vegas Hotel Massacre, Concert Massacre? Would you still put it out? I mean, if the movie was good, yes. But obviously, somebody knew that it was not. Someone knew that it was not the right thing to do. Uh, So they push it to March 2018 to avoid the Las Vegas thing. Uh, So three weeks before Death Wish comes out, Drew... Parkland school shooting. Yeah, exactly. This is America. You can't hide from our public shootings. No, it happened. I mean, there's at least one a week. They and, and it's you, at a point where we're, they're not, the they don't even make news you, anymore. No, exactly. You don't hear about them anymore because it's just oh, that's just a thing that happens. What yeah. happens? Oh, there's at least one school every week in America that gets shot up. So just you know, schools. Cool. You know, students now do um, uh, uh, training for like first response, like field work, like how to how to how to stop bleeding and stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, like well, you gotta know that shit in schools these days. I mean, that's good. that's gonna be good for our post-apocalyptic society that's eventually coming. But I mean, for, for like, we're talking middle school. I mean, see, that's just the thing too. Like, sad. I've seen, I've seen some. That's a bummer. I've known and seen some crazy kids in my day, hmm. and none of those motherfuckers ever shot up school. 
Yes. You know what? I went to school with some crazy kids. And I was in school post-Columbine. And, uh, yes, hashtag me too. And um, none, none, none of the kids I went to school shot with school. But uh, there were a couple that could have. Oh, yeah. There no, sure oh, dude. What, do, if they had the access. That could have? Yes, I think and, there were a couple that I could guarantee have. you that there were kids that, that were in my school that both had the mental will and the access to guns. And for some reason, they just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Weak. That's why. <laughs> Weak. I mean, I'm kind of glad I didn't get shot up at school. That would have sucked. Weak. Weak. Pull the trigger. That's what they're hearing yeah. as they sit yeah. there uh, trying to watch movies like Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Remember Gotti? Uh, I didn't see it, but I saw... Uh, I, I walked in one day and Joey was watching it. Yes, here. I watched the end of that. Yeah. Not good. I didn't... I mean, seriously... Even the little bit I saw, I was like, this J- is John Travolta bad. has not done good work in a very long time. I liked him in... The last movie I liked him in was uh, a Tony Scott movie, and he's been dead for a few years, so that tells you. Yes, that's all. I'm partially I'm agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I liked him in the taking of Pelham one two three. He wasn't awful in that, right? <laughs> weird maybe, neck tattoos. Maybe Denzel. That, that, are are you thinking? Did he have weird neck tattoos in that? I think. so. Are you not thinking of because he was bald in that and in From Paris with Love? And that one was terrible. And he was ostensibly taking Pelham one two three was better. You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. a better movie, yeah, and right. he was better you're in right. it. But you're it's right. still it's all it's not a, not a lateral move, but it is Tony Scott. Yeah, and he's been dead for a while. Uh, he was terrible. This I liked him in the People vs. O.J. Simpson. He was good in that. Yeah, surprisingly enough, as one of the lawyers. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, <sighs> what was that movie where him and uh, Lazy Eye are aliens with weird oh, things in their noses? Uh, Forrest Whitaker, who yes. just who just filed for divorce from his <laughs> wife. Um, Battlefield Earth. <sighs> yeah, that was the start of me completely giving up. Oh, also, um, uh, which is funny because that's... Christian Slater. And Christian uh, Slater, he, he, it's me, Christian Broken Slater. Arrow. I'm not doing a Jack Nicholson impression. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not. It's me. It's uh, yeah, Broken, Broken Arrow is terrible. That, that it was the start of me not giving a fuck. Bro- and Broken Arrow is right after Face Off, which is like, man. So Jack good. Travolta's like doing so, some action movies now. This is fun. Yeah, nah, and then, nah, nah, nah. It's funny uh, that you gave up on him then. Yeah. People had already given up on him <laughs> by the mid to late 80s. Yeah. Uh, into early nine. Well, I will say they gave up on him on the early nineties, even though he was still in successful movies like Look Who's Talking. Or yeah, like exactly. Um, and then Pulp Fiction gave him like a boost, a, a little boost, yeah, uh, to get him other movies. And then yes, people have given up on him again. He did Battlefield Earth, which is wow. That one that was a stinker. Is in some ways watchable as like a bad like this movie is so bad it's watchable because the choices they make are so insane, yeah. but. Be uh, liberal with the fast forward button, <laughs> if you wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Use it. Yeah, it's fine. There, let there, your instincts guide you. There, there, there are scenes where they're like they're trying to develop plot and talk to each other, and you just don't need to watch it. Although the one scene where it's like, "This is a triangle. It's the mo- it's the strongest shape in the universe." Like, oh my god, <laughs> what's going on here? This is so bad. So gaudy. Budget of ten million dollars. Ten million. Small oh, budget. Most of that probably went to John. Yes, in typical Gotti fashion. Uh, global gross, $4.1 million. The John Gotti story is not going to be an international hit. No. If it's going to make any money, it's going to be in America. If it doesn't make the money here, no one gives a fuck. Uh, this is also really funny, too. Uh, 40% of the tickets sold to Gotti were... Movie Pass users, mm. so people are only using it because it was like on their movie subscription, and, and thing. it's there, and it's there. No. So, oof. 
Oof. Well, hey, there's a big... at, at least one failing business was helping to support another one. Hey, yeah. Oh, movie pass. They're pretty much done. They're so done. So, um, how much money did they lose? <laughs> all of it. Their stock is worth less than a penny. They lost all of it. The the funding, the hedge fund company that bought in bought out. They sold out. They lost all whatever. They lost all their whatever money. they lost. Which is good. They had an evil sounding name. I don't like them. They sounded bad. Yeah. It's well, like, we're gonna, we're gonna call our company Evil Core. <laughs> yeah. We are Scorpio. <laughs> Um, this one's more recent. Melissa McCarthy, the Happy Time Murders. Oh, Moitas, the Happy Time yeah. Moitas. That was at the Red Box. I almost rented it. Uh, I've heard mixed things from it. You know, I've heard some people will be like, it's very predictable, but then some other people are like, well, I like dumb humor, so I found it very funny. Well, it's like, what kind of dumb humor do you like? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be on a streaming service sooner or later. It's got to be $40 million budget, global gross of only 27. No. Someone's got to be trying to get their money back soon. Because that did not do well. Um, also, another case of when a movie says STX in front of it, it's like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> STX does not know what they're doing. No. They really don't know what they're doing. And yet, still in business all these years later. It's been like three or four years now, yeah. Their first movie was actually pretty good. It was The Gift. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, maybe STX is fine. No. They're the um, low-budget version of Skydance. No. Skydance is the <clears throat> the shit version of Annapurna. No. And Annapurna is the uh, one of over the budget. Uh, I was going to say the over budget <laughs> uh, version. I was going to say the one of the yeah one of the eight two four. They were around first. The Annapurna yeah. was around for like a minute before eight two four. Yeah, but eight two four's track record, dude. They're crazy good. They, they make the wildest movies. I mean, I don't know how much money these movies make. Like, I don't know if they're a profitable company, but at least they're putting the shit out there. They're fucking doing it, man. They're fucking doing it. Um, now, probably the biggest flop, at least in terms of... Um, I mean, obviously, it's, it's going to lose a lot of money. It's a money loser. But the biggest flop... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Profile-wise. Mm. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. That, what the, how much money did that fucking it, crank into that movie? It cost $250 million. Sounds about right. So let's put it at a five hundred million all in, maybe six. What do you consider marketing mm-hmm. the Disney marketing machine? Global gross three hundred and ninety two. So uh, a for sure money loser. Oh, yeah. Is it the first? Uh, but it's fine. Disney made so much money off everything else; they can stand to lose a little bit. They can. They can. They can. They can stand to get take a kick in the shins. Uh, Solo is the first Star Wars film ever. To fail to gross four hundred million dollars worldwide. Nobody cares about the bland white guy and the stories of Han Solo if it's not Harrison Ford. It's funny you see that the, all the all the bland white guys they picked. I've I actually liked Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. I liked them in the Golden Brothers movie, and I liked them before that. There's a Francis Ford Coppola movie called Youth, starring him. Youth, youth, youth. My youth. He's <laughs> very Italian. Youth. Vincent Gallo. Alden, Ehrenreich, and some other people. Mm-hmm. And it's a black and white movie Coppola made like 10 years ago. He went through a run of making some really low-budget digital movies. He made that. He made another one with Tim Roth where Tim Roth starts movie as an old man who mm-hmm. gets struck by lightning and then it turns him into a young man. Mm. Interesting. That's youth. No, youth. Youth Oops. before youth. That's the name of the movie. Youth before youth. Youth before youth. That's the Tim Roth movie. The Alden, Ehrenreich movie is called Tetro. Tetro. T E T R O. Tetro. You gotta say like an old Italian. Tetro. Ay, Tetro. Ay, 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 caramba, Tetro. Now she's a Mexican lady, but she's in Italy. Okay. So, te- <laughs> Tetro, Alden Aaron Reich. That's the first time I ever saw him. And I was like, this is 
fucking who's this brunette DiCaprio kid he looked like such a Leonardo DiCaprio Um, then he popped up again Hail Caesar and right around that time he got cast in Solo and I was like yeah this guy's pretty good shout outs again bringing it back around to how did this get made Uh, they did one on a movie called um, Beautiful Creatures which is a young adult novel adaptation uh, Sounds familiar for some reason. It has to do with like witches and stuff, and it's fairly recent—a couple years ago. You may have huh. seen the trailers. Um, and he's the dopey boy love interest oh. in it. And uh, and I watched that before Solo. Mm-hmm. I watched that for the, to listen to yeah. the podcast episode. And uh, it's a, obviously a stupid dumb movie, but he's like—he's good. He, he just has a great charm to him. He's very charming, uh, which is weird. Then that like that charm didn't come through in Solo because he has it Mm -hmm. he has that thing that I'm sure it came across in the audition room Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's why he got the part but for some reason Ron Howard couldn't get it to come out in all his reshoots I have to say I mean it sounds seems really bland the people were saying the reports were on set from Solo the movie when Lord Miller were doing it was that uh, they were turning Han Solo into Ace Ventura Mm mm-hmm so interesting uh, that could have been fun I wouldn't having seen the movie now Yes, I would rather go back and see the East Ventura version of Han Solo. Could have been fun. I think Solo is going to be made available on Netflix very soon. So for yeah. all the people who obviously haven't seen it, no. because it didn't make all the money God, people thought I mean, at least watch see it now. At least watch the Kessel Run. It's fun. I think the Kessel Run works. Uh, I, I, I don't like that that's the Kessel Run, but... At the, but <laughs> I don't like that it's there, that we gotta yeah. see it. That they, I don't like that it's a movie where they're like... Why does the Million Falcon have a notch in the front? Where did oh, he get well, his, here we go. Where did this he get his blaster from? Where did he get his name from? Why did he call Chewbacca Chewie? Mm-hmm. Like, we know. We didn't need a scene where he figures out his name is... <laughs> it's so stupid. You're so low. So much of it is so <clears throat> stupid. Yeah. Um, but the Kessel Run scene is actually very fun. And the uh, all the Lando stuff is great. Yeah. It's legitimately great. No, yeah. I mean, he can't fucking slays it and, I, and he I, and, and Alden Reich like they have good chemistry I, together I almost like want to see uh, on on the Disney stuff like on, Ooh, on, a, on like a Lando Disney series a Lando series that may so happen to have Alden Aaron Reich come back as Han Solo I'd be I'd be into I'd but pers- more Lando more Lando I would personally be into a two-hander like a a Lando Han Solo uh, like a buddy thing like a lethal weapon no uh, they have to investigate something together <laughs> because the thing about a buddy cop buddy cop movies are it's a bit of a nis- misnomer because the cops are never buddies no they're not, supposed not, not to at be. the beginning yeah for the most part they're supposed yeah. to be like uh, button heads so uh, I think that would be that would be fun yeah. I would totally be into that uh, That I'm gonna get that stupid Disney Plus god damn it I mean you got to gotta, gotta get that D Plus bro let me get some of that let me get some of that D Plus wait I got a better one let me get some of that D plus, yeah, baby. I want some of that D plus, baby. Let that D plus in me are only six nine a month. That's what I do. I need a beat. I need a I need a. I'm gonna get you. Yo, DJ, drop that beat. I'm gonna get you a keyboard. And a little a little drum set, a tiny drum set. I mean, like a desktop one, like so, a, so I can go like a figure drum set. Yes, uh, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you the leader of my late night band. I forgot to tell you, we're turning this into a late night show. Oh, camera! Our camera's coming in. No, we're gonna have to go somewhere. Um, but I want, I want, I want. It's not gonna work. I want a desk. 
I want a couch. I want you behind a podium. Yes, with that face. <laughs> you don't have to cheese. You can just be you. People like you for you. Do, you Do they? <laughs> yeah, that's why they listen. I mean, some of them listen. I mean, they're listening less and less. There's 10 of them. There's, I mean, oh, with the patrons. <laughs> Oh, actually, I don't know if any of them actually listen. I just know that they <laughs> Just they download, or they just give us money. We don't know if they listen. Yeah. Uh-huh. My mom half listens. She stopped listening like half an hour ago. That's good. Um, so Solo is going to be on Netflix. People are going to rewatch that if they want to or see it for the first time. Also, Avengers Infinity War came out on Christmas Day. I forgot about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, Matt Leon told me he watched it on the Netflix. Yeah. And he was very confused about some things because apparently he missed uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, interesting. No. So probably stuff involving Vision. No, exactly. He was like, who is Vision in the Scarlet Witch person? I'm like, oh. That's Age of Ultron. It's like, you missed a movie, dude. Yeah, you missed an entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the important ones in the mm-hmm. in terms of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, three hours. True. Three hours. You know what that is? What? The runtime for Avengers colon Endgame. You fucking kidding me. <laughs> By far the longest is of all. They're the going to be movies. an intermission. Oh man, Lawrence of Arabia had an intermission. Because that if this movie awesome. is like, yes, fucking three hours long after ninety minutes, I'm gonna need to get up and stretch my legs, smoke a cigarette or something. Yeah. No intermission. Fuck. No intermission. That's not cool. I'm just gonna have to get up at ninety minutes and step outside with the vape pen. Yeah, and then hobble back inside and be like, alright, what I miss. Like what happened? Oh story, goddammit. Not exactly. And then we'll switch. The Russos who directed these movies said that uh, they feel like the two-hour movie is dead. They don't think anyone can make a movie, a good movie that's under two hours and 20 minutes. And to that, I present to them Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. I was about to say, I mean, there's been a bunch of movies that I've seen this year that have been not two hours, 20 minutes. Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse case and point. Not just game set match. Not just this can be done. But this can be done with Marvel properties. This can be done well yeah. with multiple multiple dimensions. <laughs> it's that Lord Miller, bro. Lord Miller has no, no, no but they but they got fired from Solo, so ends up being a huge box office bomb. Would the movie have been a bomb if they had stayed on it? They got to see the whole thing. We'll we don't. Never we, know. we will never know. We're, we're, All we know is that when they tried to fix it, they yeah. broke it instead. Yeah, we need. White Rose to turn on that Hadron Collider under the watership, the Watertown Township nuclear plant already. Turn it shit on. Mm-hmm. Open up these altered Let's dimensions. White Rose is a lady. Uh, at, uh, what's his name? Mr. Robot's alive mm-hmm. with uh, Angela's, Angela's mom's alive. Sam Rockwell's the world's biggest movie star. And uh, 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 we're all driving electric vehicles. Yep. And... Um, this, this thing this thing we're just talking about now yeah. uh, the Lord Miller they got to see the solo movie through yeah. and um, this is all this is also the dimension where Jodorowsky's Dune was made also, so we get to watch that, that. We see but that. that means no alien that means no alien <laughs> that means no other stuff but we got the whole Jodorowsky's Dune series I bet you it was good and it, was, it was amazing and then but then also uh, uh, Vietnam handily won the war mm-hmm. and uh, their bloodlust raged and they took over the world and uh we are all now Vietnamese. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. Falls good though. No, I like. Falls. I'm cool with that. Falls cool. Falls good stuff. Okay, well, box office bombs. <laughs> box office bombs. 
Um, next week, let me see. Uh, next week will be our first bonus episode of the new year, 2019. But I think we're still going to be at least a week or two off before we can do our best of the year. Yeah, well, got to wait for all these movies. We got to make sure. But That's the thing. That, I don't think there's anything left. Really. Oh, no. You know what we're waiting for, Drew? The only thing I think I'm waiting for is the Beale Street to talk. Mm-hmm. The very next so we'll we'll be doing the best of within the next couple weeks here. Yep. Um, all right, well, that's it for the episode. Thank you, Drew. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate A PFT Media Production.